You are listening to Open Stance Audio, presented by Cliff Drysdale Tennis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open Stance Audio, our second day from the return of the pod, episode 94. Um, fun fact, 94 was the year I was born, 1994, and... You know, it's kind of wild to think that we've done 94 episodes this year. And following up yesterday, I kind of looked back at the major storylines heading into the U.S. Open. Today, we're going. I want to discuss sort of a, a, a wide view of why the U.S. Open is important and the impact that the tournament has on professional tennis for people in the United States. Because really, it is the pinnacle of um, tennis playing of revenue generation and it really does feed into many other things that maybe you don't see um, throughout the year and I'll just start with a a personal anecdote which was that um, you know the first tennis that I really watched was the U.S. Open you know first off for those of us in the United States the U.S. Open is the most televised event um, of any of any major and obviously it's the most convenient for us to watch because it's on our sort of time clock in New York, it's on the East Coast time, but um, people are generally able to watch more easily than the other three majors, which two are in Europe, obviously and one's in Australia, um, and ESPN, I believe, in 2014, purchased long-term, I want to say 10-year, something around $300 million for TV rights to the U.S. Open, and having, I think it's super important to have somebody like ESPN um, broadcasting these finals. Obviously, they do have Wimbledon in the Australian Open, um, but just having them committed to to broadcasting tennis to the United States because it, it has a massive impact on the growth of the sport and how often um, you know we might be able to see um, more people watching tennis and ratings in terms of ratings and TV numbers. You know, it really is dependent on um, on the day and, and whatnot. Unfortunately, Sunday of the men's final is always the first day of football season which never ends um, never ends that well unless it's a great match and then um, you know sometimes those those finals were being delayed until Monday a few years back now there's a, now there's two roofs that will never happen but then you would get Monday at football and you know a lot of these things have caused ratings to be down in the end but still overall viewership numbers are up for, for tennis and the US Open allows that to happen tennis channel you know every major player in U.S. tennis, makes their way to the U.S. Open. You know, it's why um, you know every there's so many meetings, there's so many business development opportunities here in New York um, around the U.S. Open, and that's because it is the pinnacle of our sport. Um, now, uh, the personal story I wanted to tell was I started watching at the U.S. Open. It's how I think most people do. It's also the first major that I ever went to. It's also the first major that I ever worked at. I worked for ESPN at the U.S. Open many years ago, and it's just a special place. You know, I've while I've never been to the other three majors, um, I have been to other many other tournaments in the U.S. And there is something special about being on the grounds of the Bojan King National Tennis Center. It, it has a feel, it has a, an energy um, that is distinctly New York, that is distinctly um, you know American. I would say um, you, there's just not a lot of tennis. Um, watching sort of opportunities like this because you know you'll have a full conversation in the crowd especially if you're one of the bigger stadiums and the match will be going on 
you know, in, in many other places. Obviously, Wimbledon, you have the tradition, the sort of the proper etiquette and whatnot. But there's a huge kind of raucous, fun vibe to the U.S. Open. You know, make no mistake, people do like to, um, you know, have their um, their cocktails at the U.S. Open, and uh, you know, night matches are sort of the signature of of the U.S. Open. I would say, you know, whereas at the Roland Garros there's no night matches, Wimbledon there's no real night matches. Um, Australia does, but uh, the U.S. Open I would say is a bigger slam than Australia, and so night matches and sort of the New York energy really creates something pretty special. And I would say for any of our followers that haven't been, it's definitely something that I still consider my favorite tournament in the world, probably closely followed by Indian Wells. Um, because, it's, yeah, again, it's just something it's impossible to explain until you've been. Now, the next thing that the U.S. Open does is it feeds the USTA. And the US, USTA is the United States Tennis Association, the governing body of tennis in the U.S., and uh, they're a nonprofit organization, but they own the U.S. Open. And the U.S. Open brings in hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue each year. And because of that, that money is what's feeding every single, you know, USTA national office, district office, regional office. And so the, the money that this tournament generates will hopefully... <laughs> um, be spent back into developing more players, developing more men's tennis players, um, women's tennis players that are successful pros, but also building the sport from a grassroots level. And again, it's the single largest financial um, you know provider the USTA has by by a, by a lot. You know, it's the same thing. The LTA has the same thing. Well, and these tournaments have much deeper meaning than just an important tournament. These are huge financial um, moments for the for the organizations. And, they spend millions of dollars um, to to staff and advertise them, and they also make millions of dollars in profit um, to to then spend back um, in, in the ways that they decide is best. But I always think that's um, a really important thing to remember. And because of that, USTA you know can uh, can have more wild cards for USTA players in each tournament. And so the US Open is always a good opportunity for American players to kind of make a name for themselves and. You know, the success of American tennis players can be correlated to the success of tennis in the United States because, you know, the, the effect Serena had, the effect Andy Roddick had back in the day, Agassi and Sampras, these guys were, were huge names in the sport and it's what causes people to pick up rackets. And so, obviously, with the U.S. Open, having the opportunity for top U.S. players or up and coming U.S. players to play in the main draw or qualifying draw is huge moments in their careers. And especially for an American player, it really is the biggest tournament of the year for them. I think they feel the most pressure, um, but there's also the most opportunity. The crowd gets behind you more than I would say any other event throughout the year um, if you have the, the kind of the charisma and the, and the personality that can, that can build that. And I think we've seen so many players make their run um, and make their, make their breakout at the U.S. Open. Now finally, um, you know, the U.S. Open serves as the fourth major of the year and one that you know, sometimes players come into the U.S. Open maybe a little more tired because it is towards the end of the year, um, although there are still many months left. It's the tennis schedule. Um, it never ends. Um, but, right, the U.S. Open, it's the last major of the year. It's the last major push that the top players put into the year. And, you know, you look at Rafa Nadal winning last year, but 
obviously Roger Federer being a four, four sorry five-time champion Novak Djokovic winning three or four times um, these are this tournament has a, a very distinct pedigree a very distinct flavor and I would say that it certain and again you know it, the tournament is in New York the players stay in Manhattan many of them um, the hustle and the grind of New York is unique um, the tournament again feeds feeds the USDA really f- the money will trickle down in ways you don't see um, do tennis across the world uh, and it really does have um, a huge impact on the sport of tennis and specifically in the United States so that's kind of today's episode I wanted to talk about the sort of umbrella of the US Open and um, you know there are many many people who think that um, you know what should, th- what should that money do how, how can we make the US Open bigger but all I would say is, if you can watch, watch. If you can go, go. And both of those things will help support tennis. And hopefully we can, we can see, um, you know, uh, some of the American players have a good run. It's always great to see. And it's always good for, for tennis in our country. So thanks for listening to Open Stance Audio. Tomorrow we will have a draw breakdown. Um, and uh, men's and women's draw just coming out later today. So I'll be doing an analysis of that. And you can look forward to that on Friday. Other than that, enjoy the qualifying weekend. And then Monday, main trial play begins. Thanks for listening to Open Stance Audio.